Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 is back for the Friday edition. Glad you're with us. Glad you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. If you're getting this on your drive home, hope everyone had a great day headed into a big weekend. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. The crew is all here. Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, David Reed is the chairman of the board. What's up, guys? I love when I look up at the screen, by the way, and I see Jacob Swanson just randomly put things on there. One of those things randomly made Hutton laugh yesterday. Oh. I looked up today and I saw another countdown uh, starting on the screen. I'm, I'm thinking, what are we counting down to? Well, we're counting down to excellence is what we're doing. <laughs> that uh, hasn't happened yet. In, in, in exactly a minute, I'm going to go ahead and guess about a minute and 38 seconds from now. Based on that <laughs> clock that went away, that is when the fantastic part Pressure's of the show on. will begin. Yes. Just like the countdown to Justin Rose's implosion yeah. began last yeah. night after his great performance at the Masters. I, uh, I disp Since we talked about the boys right out of the gate, uh, little pat on the back. I, I was fixing some technical issues earlier. For oh, nice. They were, uh, I told them to make something bigger. Then that solved their problem. I'm ready for Paul to they criticize my enough. collar no, because of the that, Jacob Swanson setup today. Has, it's bringing it down a little bit That shirt more. has a nice collar to oh, it. It's your your microphone is hidden perfectly. Collar. Well, I went on the, uh, went on the on opposite the side. This is all because of Jacob Swanson <laughs> coming over and placing this microphone on me today, which I appreciate what, you noticing that, Hudson. Yeah. But uh, it also folds the collar up a little bit, so I'm waiting for Paul to criticize the collar. Does he have a soft touch? The way it's doing it. He does. Yeah, very gentle. <laughs> I also heard some noise from Reed. It's, it's firm, firm yet gentle, is how I would describe Jacob's We're in Jacob's a Friday touch. mood. So I think we're all counting on Mr. Rose to come back to the pack. Oh, that's happened already. Yeah. yeah Further back happening. to the pack. Uh, He's one stroke uh, in the lead him. right now. I, I'm going to admit it's par partially and uh, for very superficial and not nice reasons. I don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Rose's face bothers you? Yeah, it bothers me. Also, I prefer other people in the tournament. Um, so, you know, sometimes a guy will run out to a big first day lead and, and yeah. maintain it for the entire tournament. That's not happening. That's not happening here. I didn't expect it to happen yesterday as, as the round concluded. Um, and so I want people to close on him and him to come back and, and for there to be a, a competition. And we're, we're going to get that. Yeah, I don't like him because he's not American. Uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. I prefer my I wouldn't like that face if it was American. American. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, that's true. It, it, a bad face, a bad face. American, Spaniard, South African, whatever it is. Yeah, we're a bad country face, a bad neutral face. on bad faces. Correct, yeah. You can't hide from a bad face what regardless if, of what, what your border is. What if Rory says. made a run, though? I'm okay with Rory. It's not that I hate him because he's British. I just prefer if I'm rooting for someone in a major Rose, tournament. Yeah. In a major championship. Irish, not British, right? No, he's talking about Rose. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. talking about yeah, Rose. That's why I clarify yeah, that because yeah, you have sorry. someone on Twitter be like, 
Uh, you know Rory's not British. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I yeah, You'll that. start a war over there. Uh, right, yes. Or the over here. broader Great Britain is yeah. what I'm talking about. But Justin Rose specifically, I don't like Justin Rose either, not because of his face, but <laughs> because he's not. Do a, you like his face? I tend to root for the Americans in like these face? championships. I'm not a huge fan of his face. Got to be uh-huh. totally honest with that. But it's not the primary reason well, why I'm rooting for him to lose this tournament. Well, me so neither. I, he, I'm, uh, but I'm rooting for some non-American. Here's I mean, how I, like I describe, like yeah. if you, so before you hear him speak, like you, you have a preconceived notion of someone when you see them, like oh, first son. impression, right? Uh, to me, hearing him in an interview and, and how his, he comes across his demeanor, his personality is a lot different than what you see walking the course. I would agree with that's that. What, it kind of doesn't That's what comes it. across to me. On and look, Justin I'm not Rose. trying to be completely superficial. I mean, there's something about him that rubs me the wrong Paul, way. The face, the face you, is, you feel free to be honest. It's yeah, okay the face to be superficial. Is part of it. The face is part of it, but they're just a bunch of people I prefer. Uh, well, let's just go through. Let's Without even um, seeing the, the... Can I say one thing on Justin yeah. Rose, though, as we talk sure. about this? There's one area where I am sympathetic to Justin Rose, and that is a few years ago when he won the Masters. I remember the talk was... Um, he cut out dairy. And in cutting out dairy, it helped his allergies. And I remember hearing this story and thinking, I have terrible allergies. I'm also convinced I'm lactose intolerant, but I don't care you because I love pizza. dairy so you much. Love pizza. I know it's going to make me sick, and I'm going to eat it because it's so good. So I was, I was actually weighing the options of, in allergy seasons when my allergies are so bad, should I consider the Justin Rose plant? This is the only time in my life I feel like I've identified with Justin Rose. I, too, have cut out dairy, and I feel no association with Justin Rose over our Still commonality. In, How are your allergies? That. Are you a bad allergies guy? Uh, you know, we've discussed this. I thought I had allergy problems, sinus problems, and, and then I was diagnosed that they were uh, mini migraines. And I take medication for mini migraines, and they're gone. So what I thought were sinus things were actually migraining things. So mine have been dealt with. Now back to the leaderboard, Hunt. Yeah, well, I want to see the leaderboard because Justin Rose, as we begin the show, uh, is a shot up, and he, he is the leader oh, through eight. Oh, look at that. It's beautiful. He's come but, back four strokes through eight. Oh, he's come back. But this is where he made his his play yesterday in what was just insane. As we continue to scroll through the leaderboard, Rose up top ahead of Leishman and Matsuyama. Buys and Rose was two over on the 8T yesterday and then went nine under on the final 11 holes and finished two shots shy of the course record at Augusta National yesterday. And this was on a a course that is firm, fast, the wind was crazy. Other players are saying that the, the conditions were just horrific for them. And he went on and nearly set a course record tore it up after the the eighth hole. So this is where he is now as he's fallen back to the pack a bit and started seven under for today, he's now three shots. Three, I thought it was. He's eight. now three shots down, uh, but he's still the leader right now as we begin the show. So, again, I, I, we'll keep an eye on him throughout the show and see what happens there. But we're headed into moving day on Saturday, where you're going to have a jumbled leaderboard. At least that's that's the goal here. Spieth has been playing well. He's at two under as we begin the show today. Uh, Matsuyama still at the at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Patrick Reed, another past champion, is also right there within the top ten. So 
a, re a lot of recognizable names to begin. Spieth worked himself out of some terrible trouble uh, on he the said, one hole where he's in the pine straw. Well, and well had, beyond had that, no he said, look at, at anything, hit it into a tree, then got a fortunate uh, lie out of that and was able to knock it out of the pine straw in a second situation. He said after his round yesterday that he had the luckiest shot he's ever had, like in the history of him playing the sport. And it was a chip off the green that should have gone in the water and instead it oh, hit the flagpole. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it had a lot of pace on it when it hit that flag stick. Yeah. Um, Colin Morikawa, a guy that I'm watching. I don't know who you guys have bet with FanDuel, but that's one guy that I, I placed a bet on in winning this. How do we sound back there, Reed? Reed, put the headphones out. Thumbs up. Check the sound. Um, since 1997, if you're, uh, if you're uh, on FanDuel.com and you're checking out the, some of the odds, since 97, uh, the eventual winner over the last, what, 24 years has been in eighth place or better after the opening round. And Eighth place or um, better. That's a good note. And they, they haven't done worse than bogey on a hole, I believe, was the other thing that Brandel Chambly put out yesterday. Paul, how did you say the South African's name? I, 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 if you put it back up here, I, I got a good Bizod crack at it. I, I mispronounced it this go-round. Yesterday Bizodenhurt. I thought I had a good... Maybe, is that it? Uh, is that who you're going with, Chad? Is that your guy? Bazoiden? No, I'm not going with Bezoiden that. Bazoiden Hout. I, I bet on, uh, before it started, Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, and I think that's the three that Bezodenhurt. I bet on. Hout. Outright. Bazoiden Hout. So Bazoiden Hout, I told you the little anecdote with uh, Justin Rose and his allergies. Bazoiden Hout, I read this morning, accidentally ingested rat poison as a child, as a two-year-old in the park in South Africa, was hospitalized, had nervous system issues for the rest of, and, and to this day he speaks with a stutter oh. because of ingesting rat poison as a two-year-old. Pretty remarkable when you think about the hospitalization, nervous system being affected, but yet balance, coordination, obviously not an issue because Bazudenhout, I probably butchered his last name, but grew up to be a professional golfer. Big B. <laughs> I, I'm, These are uh, the stories that get me going. I love, Paul hates a nice human interest story. I love the human interest elements of it and the storytelling well, of, of golf. That's a more unconventional one. So that, uh, look, I'm asking in a human interest story for it to be really different. Rat poison is really different. <laughs> you, would, you would hate if CBS cameras cut to a box of rat poison yeah. throughout the tournament the way they cut to HEP. Yeah, Cronin throughout uh, the keep, the, keep the camera on the golf. Yeah. Is my I'm Cam Smith and Tony Finau pre-tournament here. He was both were two over yesterday, so not you know in terrible shape. And Cam Smith's on the course now. Um, he was nearly uh, he was nearly on in the episode of Dateline, and instead he's involved in the 2021 Masters. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on CBS. He goes from uh, Chris Hansen to he goes uh, from Forensic Files to Augusta National. Yes, yes, that is. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it's funny that you know people uh, claim that he pulls off this look, <laughs> right? I, I, I love when I hear that. Like Mick Fleetwood, he yeah. pulls it off. Tommy Fleetwood, sorry, Tommy <laughs> Fleetwood. Yeah. I, Tommy do, Fleetwood. I do that all the time. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood pulls off the look, like it, it fits him. Cam Smith he is does pulling pull. off that look if he's not a very successful pro golfer. Listen, I I don't think he's pulling it off as a very successful pro golfer. I have trouble. I'm going to be honest here. I'm I'm bearing my heart to you. I like Cam Smith's game, and I like Cam Smith's chances. But it's hard for me to put my money down on Cam Smith and to root for Cam Smith based on that look. 
And here I've made golf all about looks in our first segment, which I, I don't want to do. But I'm being candid. Cam Smith is not pulling that off. And ain't nobody's pulling that off. If he lived in Kentucky, I'd be destroying him. He may. He had a flat tire outside of Lexington, the, and the, he bought a second home. There, there is a the part of me, somewhere. though, that wants a guy that looks like that, like, uh, the, in my heart. Yeah, like, I, I want someone who, uh, you know, looks like I could go back to my hometown and hang out with. To win the match. You know, it's, he's not sipping on coffee or, or a tea with his pinky in the air. Wearing a bow tie. Um, he's chugging a Foster's oil can beer. Yes. That guy's uh, doing. There's up. a part of me that wants him to win at Augusta, but also that you, you have the chairman put the jacket on him in Butler Cap. And he's picking the menu. What if they and give him a the haircut before he gets to go in yeah. Butler Cap? Yeah, yeah, real quickly, he's, it'll be a moment before he's out for the presentation and I cut to him with a barber in a barber's chair. They're a barber pole, and they're quickly snipping. It's like Edward Scissor's hand. It's Scissor's hand. It's quickly. My, also, oh, I love it. My, my favorite part of all this is Paul judging haircuts and looks, and the, the hippie look is we, our, our great staff behind the scenes judging Paul for everything that he says, and Paul is yet to realize he's talking about No, them. but no. they pull it off. <laughs> They both are very handsome men. Oh, yeah. Can you flip to that camera? There they are. There they are. You see the, the hair. Camera. You see Jacob. You see some of the hair yeah, with Lance. They, too. Wear, they do have stay long hair. on it. Don't, don't be uh, shy. We don't sound like we're shy. like uh, conservatives in 1962 with these long hairs back here. <laughs> we just call them long hairs. Look, they both pull Remember it off. Remember these long hairs are in our golf shirts. They both pull it off. Yeah, they do. It, well, it fits them. Like, yes. It does work for them. But I will say, uh, if you put Jakob <laughs> Swanson... Lance is also not playing in the Masters. If you put Jakob Swanson right. on the, the golf course, he's Cameron Smith, right? Like, it's a bit of the same look and appeal. I feel like Cameron Smith's having trouble with the facial hair. I, I, I just, again, I go back to when someone uh, tweets out or posts on social media, boy, Cameron Smith really pulls that look off. I just want to reply to everyone and say, if he's not Does playing he? at Augusta National right now on television, is he pulling that look off? Or is it he's at the Masters, and for whatever reason it works because he's a pro golfer? I, again, I'm, I don't think I, that's a – it's kind of like our Masters shirt debate. Yeah. Like at the Masters, it didn't work, but in normal life, it might work. I think it's the opposite when we talk about this, right? Cam Smith works because – He's a pro golfer well, at the Masters. I just disagree common, with the premise. In normal life, well, I, don't know I disagree with the premise. I don't think he's pulling it off in any walk of life. And I'll use these guys as evidence that people can pull it off because <laughs> they both look fine to me. Uh, go back to the the two the two shot of our, our you great. You bailed yourself out nicely, Paul. Good uh, job. Jakob, with his last name on his shirt, Swanson's Campground. Is that a family business? Is this a legit? Is, yeah. is yeah. it really? Yeah. Where is it? Give us some okay, details. Free- Solon Springs, Wisconsin. Oh, it's in Wisconsin. God's country. So what do they open for two weeks of the year? (laughs) (laughs) Campground just during the summer, but year-round for the motel portion. Ah, the motel. Uh, Can we get a discount there? Probably. I only went camping one time as a kid. Really? Was it one time too many? Wow. Uh, like a legitimate camping. Do you trip. want to go on the Withrow, <laughs> the men's trip, the Withrow man uh, annual camping trip <laughs> in the Buffalo River? I want to extend this invitation now to Hutton. There's only been camping I, once. I, I, I feel like I'm, it would you be. You can a, stay in my tent. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we're going to have to take the rest of this into break. It's instead of the rose, you get the uh, you get the with rose. Yeah. There's an initiation process, Hutton, that you're going to love. And listen, <laughs> I've also really only camped once, and this is not a situation when we're looking to be invited and say no. I'll just. Yeah, hard I, pass. I, I, would, I would never even think to invite you, Paul. Yeah. That would be I'm, that you would. I'm not. I know camping. you well enough to know that that's not going to be something you'd be, that would interest. I'm you. not camping. I'm not glamping. I'm not anything. Oh, but you're fishing. You're fishing, you're and you, you're getting uh, Tennessee Wildlife Association uh, gear <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the mail. survey. Surveys about uh, what wildlife I've uh, I've collected. May I respond none. to something on Twitter while also telling everyone to follow us on Twitter, interact with the show that way. We're on there the most. You can interact with us everywhere, but Twitter's where to find us at Outkick360. And I think we're actually going to show you our Twitter feed right now and some of the responses that we're getting. I'm going to read one okay. in response to yesterday. This is from Chris on Twitter. We talked with Dane Brugler about Isaiah Wilson and about <laughs> Sam Pittman's praise of Isaiah Wilson. And so many people are responding with this with such hatred towards us for bringing this up about Sam Pittman. Chris writes, what are college coaches supposed to say? If it gets out they aren't 100% praising the player, they could lose recruits. Paul, there's a way to do this and be honest without completely bashing a player. But if a guy is less, has a less than desirable work ethic or has been any problem in any way, you also, as a coach, don't have to go out of your way to set up interviews overly praising the guy. You can decline interview requests. You can be honest with a scout or a coach without burying the kid's chances to get drafted. There well, is a balance there. I, I also think that there's a fundamental lack of understanding for a lot of fans like this one for the amount of off-the-record conversations that occur. There are, You have no idea how much... Uh, all three of us, and we're not scouts or anybody, know and converse with people that doesn't make it to air, that's not for public consumption. And we're just uh, reporters, radio guys, analysts. Um, a scout, uh, almost 100% of the conversations scouts have are, are not public. We don't hear from scouts. Uh, everything they do is behind the scenes for the pure purpose of evaluating players. None of it's public. So a, a, a college coach having a conversation with a scout, nobody ever knows any of that. All it is is for the, the assessment of a team to be accurate and fair. And again, it doesn't have to even be uh, negative about a guy's negative qualities. He could just say, you might want to look into X or uh, on the subject of X, I don't have a lot to say, <laughs> which means go look into X elsewhere. But you're making it like, uh, this tweet is making it like this is a press conference or that the coach is standing up and saying, I don't really like this kid, everyone. This is not the same. <laughs> this, this is uh, uh, off the record. And I know you think that nothing's off the record. There are a ton of conversations that go on that are not for public consumption. They're business. Well, again, business. It, but unless Isaiah Wilson, going back to specifically Isaiah Wilson at Georgia and Sam Pittman, which was a discussion. Now the discussion today. is who do you trust? Sam Pittman went out of his way to accept every media offered him to interview about Isaiah Wilson. Here in Nashville, where we're located, other places. He went on 
every possible show praising Isaiah Wilson, not saying a single negative thing about him. Now, there is a chance that Isaiah Wilson was an angel the entire time at Georgia and had great work ethic. I doubt that's the case. There had to be some signs this could happen. And there were some scouting reports a chance that, that there were happen. maturity And there's a chance the he's being least. completely honest. But my point is, you don't have to say yes to every media availability if you have reservations about the guy. And, Paul, I'll take it a step further. I think it's worse to say, yeah, you might need to go looking around about this guy. You might need to, Don't be mysterious about it. You can have an off-the-record conversation with a scout and say, really good player, strong, uh, did a good job for us. Here are some things that you may need to worry uh, agree. about. Agree. Here are some things that happened here. I think it's even worse if you say, you know, you might need to start doing your well, research. Well, I'm, I'm merely suggesting there are all sorts of different ways that you can reveal to scouts with whom you have relationships oh, yeah. and to NFL teams with whom you want to be a credible guy that there are things that you doubts that you have or things that need to be considered in the report that aren't positive. You can be direct, you can be indirect, How, whatever your method is, there are plenty of ways to express these things. And most of, that the aren't time, public. most of the time, if you're sold on the player, if the guy can ball, you're going to convince yourself that he's going to be different when he steps through the right. door of your we facility. Can fix him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have more discipline here than they did at Georgia. For the example, we have better coaches. Every we have better coach training. convinces themselves they're yeah. different, well, and every scout, better every scout's better than the scout that was there prior to him. Um, so, ultimately, you convince yourself of uh, of a guy's character concerns right. to that that the the playing ability is going to mask whatever issues are going on behind the scenes. And look with the with and the, then there's a huge difference when the guy barely plays. Right, and with the rookie. Um, it's one thing because you're projecting development on yes. everyone yeah, right. as a rookie. Then you go to somebody like Vic Beasley, it's a real sin because the guy has been in one of those, you know, you might, you know, Falcons and Titans are different organizations, but they are NFL organizations, you know. So he has had access to good coaching, to good weight program, to good nutrition, to all of that stuff. Whether it's the same as yours or different than yours, you know it's at a high level. And if a guy has, you know, even if he produced the eight sacks in his final season, you know there are still a lot of questions yeah. about his workload, and you still convinced yourself, hey, we can get something out of this guy for $9.5 million, and you fail there. That, that leads to a, another, to me, uh, uh, even higher level of questions in terms of how you scout it. Hit us up on Twitter at OutKick360. That's where you can interact with the show. You can also join the chat on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, as we broadcast live there as well. Just follow the show at OutKick360. One thought about our podcasts. You may have followed us uh, podcast-wise on our old venture, um, and you may kind of presume that you're doing that, and you may not be doing that with our this venture. So one-time deal, you've got to go and re-follow us now on Apple, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on uh, Audible, wh whatever your podcast platform is, one-shot deal. You've got to go again, find us, follow, subscribe, whatever it is that that platform does. You do that one time, and then you're back in the loop. But don't think that because you previously followed us, you're currently following us if you haven't done that one time. Like, 
rate and subscribe there. And you can also, again, interact with us during today's show. You can tell Paul how you know ridiculous he sounds based on the way that uh, Fleetwood is looking, or maybe you agree with him. Maybe you think, you know what, Paul's got, there's something going on there. That Cameron Smith. Is Fleetwood's your, not. Fleetwood, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I think, pulls it off. Smith. I oh, Cameron pulls Smith is who. Which guy did you and bet? Smith, Smith, I bet. So oh, I bet, bet Smith. Smith, despite the fact that I uh, have trouble with his look. That's showing you how I overcome my uh, irrational feelings. If Paul can change, you can change, everyone can change. And I'm admitting these are the irrational feelings. Ford. But we, we have to be vulnerable here on this show, and I'm being vulnerable. I have irrational feelings about Cameron Smith. Yeah, I think he's going to win the tournament, or could. And I hope he does. <laughs> For the sake Paul's of my bank account, I hope he does. does. Paul's buying lunch, he does. FanDuel.com slash OK360 is where you can place your bet uh, for the greatest tournament in golf. That's FanDuel.com slash OK360. Some great odds available for you today going into the weekend there for, for all sports, but specifically with everything going on today at Augusta. We'll continue to update you there, give more thoughts on the headlines of the day next right here on the Outkick Network. Outkick 360 is back. Coming up in 30 minutes, we will have the Tennessee Power Hour, and it is Friday, which means it's the VolQuest Power Hour. Brent Hubbs and Austin Price of VolQuest.com, the very latest from the hill, from Rocky Top, straight ahead uh, in 30 minutes right here on Outkick 360. Coming up on Thursday, June 10th, the 360 Masters, all to benefit the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It's going to be at Top Golf Nashville. You can grab your bay today. Just check us out on Twitter, on social media, at Outkick360, on the Facebook page. Uh, click the link for Eventbrite. It takes you to the page where you can purchase your bay today. I just texted some friends and said, they're Get going. On they're going. If uh, they're talking about it, I don't know if they've pulled the, pulled the trigger yet, but get going. We're down to seven bays, which is huge. Uh, we, we started with 18. That's awesome. And we have that uh, through you know yesterday's sales. But also, uh, we had a couple of people that bought two bays. And some purchased a bay for their office, and then they uh, one guy had a, a bay for his office, and then a bay for his friends. And, he, and in, the, in the request wow. section, it said, please separate us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. I, uh, I was going to say, what a mixing of, uh, this guy must love his job. I was ready to say, what a mixing his friends right. and yeah. his work. I know. No, please separate us. We want please, one and 18. <laughs> one on one end, one on the other. Please. Opposite sides. No problem. That can be done. We can accommodate. Uh, the prices, uh, everything's included with the price of the bay. But after you, uh, you everyone gets the, the drink tickets. After those, uh, after you've gone through those, maybe after a couple of hours, the prices will be much like that at Augusta National. One of the great things about the, the Masters is being able to go with $20 in your pocket and drink and eat all day long with the Masters selections. Um, Chad, I think you tried one of everything whenever we were there together. Yeah, I don't know how you wouldn't. Honestly, I don't, I don't understand people who go to the Masters and don't try one of everything because you can do it and not spend much money at all if you try one of everything. I'm a fan of the egg salad sandwich. Yeah. So much so that uh, my wife Angie has made egg salad for this week 
I'm eating egg salad sandwiches at home. It's beautiful. On white bread in honor of the masters. <laughs> on white bread. Yes, got to be on white Get bread. Get the carbs up. And uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful menu. Look at so those the other thing, when when we were there together, um, for a, a a practice round, and this was. Um, 17, because we were drinking out of the cups last night yeah. oh. uh, in my house, just as a, co a coincidence, so I, I spotted the year. Um, and when we came back raving about the ease of getting stuff. I mean, you can walk, you just you're walking from one hole to another or walking along the, the ropes, uh, and you slide into one of these things, and you don't stop, you don't break stride to grab a sandwich, a beer. Everything's grab and go. And something, and swipe your card, and you've lost no time. Um, and, I mean, I I want to say we spurred it. We didn't. But this grab and go has become popular at places like Bridgestone Arena and, uh, and Nissan Stadium here in Nashville and the venues where you are, uh, which is way overdue. Way overdue, and that's well, still a little bit like slow you're at the cash up the register. Line if you're not going fast, yes. If you're not you're grabbing doing a things disservice as quick as to your your fellow patrons, everything is so fast. It's they great. also make it fast. Yeah. yeah, you know they don't have a single register or checkout lane that's not open. They're waving you to to uh, to them. They're super. Far too efficient. often nowadays, there are 18 checkout lines, and two of them are available for you. Correct. The, the, What's the purpose of that? It's the best customer service at a venue in sports that I've been to, and I've been to a. a Lots and lots of, of venues, and it should be the model for absolutely every everything, and not just in sports and entertainment, uh, at a theater, at a, you know anything you can think of. This is how it should work. I agree. It's terrific. I have nothing else to add. I'm going to drop by your house. By the way, the and see if Angie sandwich. could run the egg salad sandwich. I think the chicken sandwich in the club at, at Augusta is highly underrated. I Everyone agree. goes for the egg salad and the pimento cheese. Uh, give me the club and the chicken sandwich and like four times a day. I'm with you. I'm not a pimento cheese or egg salad guy, though I it's, think it's I good. had them because I wanted everything. Well, exactly. It's good, but it's something that I would just have normally, and I feel like it's. I'm never going to order a pimento cheese sandwich or egg salad sandwich because it's rarely on a menu anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm not going to get it. So I, I feel like it's the masters if I'm having those things. Some I might make at home. But I'm not going to order that on the menu. I could order a club or a chicken sandwich anywhere. So when what I'm at the, the Masters, other thing? I go pimento or egg well, What was the but other thing that good. we were so struck by is the branding. The branding is the Masters. Yeah. Light beer, regular beer, dark beer, maybe. No, no names was, on the beer. It was beers. import domestic. Import domestic. I think that light. was it. Those are the two options. Uh, light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, they are. Yeah, right? So no. In, yeah, import and domestic. But there's no Miller, An American Bud. Draft. Uh, beer. You know, uh, uh, but they will tell you if you ask. Right. So if they, you ask you know. someone there what it is, they'll tell you what's in it, but it's not going to be on the cup anywhere. Right. But signage-wise. Heineken. Yeah. What was the domestic? I think, it was, I think it was Miller. Miller. But I'm not right. positive. But uh, the signage and the sponsor, they don't care about that stuff, whereas everything else in American sports is all about, I've got to get that sponsorship money and that relationship, and I'm making money off that. Augusta doesn't care about those those things that make them money. Augusta is money. And here is where I think a lot of people, like a lot of people say, 300,000 people say they were at the Music City Miracle, right? When the stadium holds 70. There are going to be a ton of people that say, I attended the Masters in 2021 where capacity was at half of what it normally is. And here's, why, here's what made it so great. 
they could go anywhere they want. The 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 top leader, the uh, top the leaderboard on Sunday, you are guaranteed a spot at the tee box if you want one, based on the crowds, right? The 18th green. There's no way to Chad, control Chad it. Chad was really, there right? whenever Tiger uh, walked off the 18th green in 2019 and hugged the sun. But he, he heard the roar. He couldn't see it because you had 100 people deep. This year, there's going to be a prime location for everyone. It's 50 people deep. So, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it would be incredible it's to experience unbelievable. it with a select amount of people like yeah. that. And Just what do awesome. we think those tickets went for? They're, they're going um, for more than double. I'm sure very expensive. But it was, uh, in, in 2019, what I remember is the chant of Tiger walking off that 18th green, and you could hear everyone around you chanting Tiger, and you could hear the wave of noise as he walked through that line of people. He embraced his son, and you could – I'm walking out of the facility, and I'm walking towards the entrance or the exit, and you could hear people cheering as as Tiger got closer. So it was almost like a wave, which I hate the wave, but the actual wave you see at a game or here, you could see that and hear it with the crowd. As Tiger walked off the course, which was pretty cool. Did you guys stay for the the, the presentation and, and everything? Or no, we took you... off. We uh, we had to get back. We were driving back home that evening, so we left before all of that. Didn't stay for that part. And I w- again, I would have been fifty people deep for that also. Right. So I'm just curious your perception of how many people like linger for the last drop, and how many people. Everyone get out was of Dodge, headed like out. It seemed like yeah. it seemed like everybody was leaving with Tiger because they go into Butler Cabin too for the Green Jacket presentation. And come back, which out. no one's in there for that. So, but then they come back out. Yeah, but it's a Sunday night. People are looking to get on the move too, and it's uh, I imagine a massive scene getting out of there. Coming up, we will continue to monitor the leaderboard at Augusta. The latest with Deshaun Watson with his attorney. Uh, Rusty Harden and and what he's now demanding from Busby, the attorney for the 22 uh, civil lawsuit and the accusations uh, being made there by the 22 individuals. Uh, The very latest on that straight ahead on Outkick 360. Outkick 360 rolls on with Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. We highly recommend checking out FanDuel.com. And when you do, go to slash OK360. You can place some great uh, bets, parlays for the weekend. Of course, the greatest tournament in golf happening right now. Great odds there. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Trevor Bauer in the headlines. The, the there are teams I believe the A's was who do the, who they were playing. Uh, they're investigating the uh, baseballs uh, with Trevor Bauer, which is intriguing. They've sent the the baseballs to MLB headquarters for uh, further analysis. Which you know, if you don't catch a pitcher in the act, it's going to be extremely difficult uh, extremely. to punish him after the fact. Uh, but they're saying there are like notches in the baseball and other things. So. Something to watch, and it makes for uh, great YouTube content for Trevor Bauer on his next vlog. Yeah, you love the Trevor Bauer. Love it. Uh, the vlog is yeah. a video log that he does. Paul, you tweeted something that I saw getting a lot of play yesterday also. What a joke. Michael Conforto for the Mets blatantly sticking his arm out on a pitch that was almost in the strike zone. It was a strike. It was going to be a strike. It, it was a strike. And yeah. uh, they ended the game on that after review. And then what they can review is that it was a hit by pitch. 
but they can't review that it was a strike. Well, it doesn't matter, though, if it's a strike if you were hit by the pitch. It, it does, because you're not allowed to lean into a strike. The strike overrules the hit by a pitch. And so it's illegal what he did. If it's a strike, he should be called out on the strike, and the hit by a pitch is irrelevant. This is little known, really. But you're not allowed to lean into a strike and get hit by a pitch to get But if a you're just standing over the plate and you're not leaning in, you're, that's just your stance, and you get hit by a pitch. Well, your stance strike. isn't allowed to take you into the strike zone to get hit by a pitch. The pitcher has a right to throw a strike. It was completely illegal what he did. I mean, there's no well, way. He, the, no, the, he definitely the, moves his arm in. Well, right. and the, the umpires, I mean, again, And you the umpire said he was wrong after the fact. There's, there's no world where uh, even if you're, you can't, like, hover over the strike zone in your batting stance and not move and get hit by a strike. You can only get hit by a pitch that's a ball. Yeah. And so th this call is wrong, and it ends the game. And it ends the game and wins the game for because it drives in the run, right? It's a hit by a pitch that drives in the winning run. It was on a, a walk-off hit by a pitch. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous that this call is, is called incorrectly. And then the umpire says he got it wrong. So my thing is, I don't know at what point he realized he got it wrong, but if he realizes it in short order, you know, which sometimes guys do, you know, you call a guy out at first base and you quickly know you got it wrong, I'm ready for an era where you could say, I punched that guy out and I quickly realized he's safe and I'm changing it. I, I called that guy hit by a pitch and I quickly realized it's a strike. If I realize it in real time, I should be able to change it. I'm in favor of getting it right. And so if he realizes it when he goes back into the clubhouse and looks at it, that's one thing. But if he realizes it when he's walking to the replay, or if the replay, the replay has to allow for him to correct that in the moment in the name of getting it right and allowing the correct team to win or play on in the game. I, I just don't understand the constriction. I, I'm all for consequences when it comes to things like this, but we need to get past just suspending the umpiring crew because they screwed something up. There needs to be consequences for the team that got jobbed. How many more times will the Marlins replay. and Mets play each other this year? You're telling me that you can't, next time they play, Pick it up. start a game in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded, would that count? And put the How same pitcher and same batter up and then see what happens? I think there were two outs. Well, then that would have been track three? Yeah. I mean, then it's a strike, game over. Yeah, so then, or just exactly, that, just, just reverse it. Well, I think it's it. tied, and you can, can yeah, you go, here, you go to the next inning. Here's the other thing I thought of. There will be justice. It may not be in a win column, right. but the Miami Marlins are known for vigilante justice. Oh, they are. There, yeah. will be, <laughs> there will be hell to pay <laughs> for the New York Mets the next time they play. I they're, just, they're, I, they're not beneath... Uh, Making sure that well, uh, then, a player is hit by a pitch. You should ball. be able so, to correct an obvious error at a crucial moment, a game-deciding moment. I, I don't understand why. You if they're don't not going to change, hey, if and, they're, and if I, they're I, not I, going to change it after Galarraga was screwed out of the perfect game by Jim Joyce, yeah. they're never going to change. Well, it. Well, at that point, there wasn't the technology available to, to change it. You know, now at least we've advanced to where there is in-game technology, I'm saying. And, yeah. and the thing is, um, I also read, and I believe this to be true, protests are no longer a thing in baseball. So I don't think the Marlins can officially like protest that game and have, a, you know, the, the commissioner at least force him to 
consider like yeah. what you're what you're saying, Chad, like or the the George Brett game, we come back to a, a terrible decision and say, all right, we're going to play this out from that moment, which is very rare, but at least used to be in the envelope of possibility. I don't think that's in the envelope of possibility. Anymore. I just think the only real justice is the Mets lose that game. I don't think there's any level of justice that matters. They can throw. I mean, the Marlins we'll can come and throw at Conforto yeah, in the next game. But here's what's going to happen. The umpiring crew, even though that umpire crew admitted a mistake, Major League Baseball knows they're wrong to award the Mets that win with what happened. They're going to come out and warn both benches to start the game. So the Mets, sorry, the Marlins are going to be forced to either start someone they don't want to. And they will. And let them go in there and throw at them. But then then once that happens, then you get into a bean war unless the Mets just decide, you know what, we got the benefit of the doubt on that game. We'll just take it. Conforto's going to get hit. And then we'll stop. But what if it goes high? Then the Mets are going to feel like they need ju- – it just it's never ending when we have to get to a point in sports where the right thing needs to happen, which is you overturn the outcome of the game. What's the percentage of the population, even the old-school baseball population, that still will say, well, that's baseball, the human – and I, I still believe in some of it, like the human. I think the reviews for, like, stolen bases are overdone. Like, I think, you know, the fact that every call at second base on a steal now is subject to a frame-by-frame review and the umpire doesn't make the call, to me, that's a little bit much, right? It slows the game down, and it's not really... I'm okay with a human umpire making a call on a steal at second base. So, am I old school there, or am I just like, I don't think you need to do it... I, I know, but I don't know that it needs to be done on every single thing. So I'm not all the way, like, computerize everything. Uh, I don't know if I need computerized balls and strikes w- where I am on that. But on, Well, that's on the only stuff, way you definitively call it a strike. Yeah, yeah and, that's, no, and, that's, and that. really that's all we're talking about now with baseball. All they, the umpire has to say is, I'm sorry, I got it wrong, but I was going to call it a ball, so it's hit by pitch. Well, that's why I, this is so confusing to me. But even, it, it was clearly not a but ball. Even if but you it's, could, not a, it's not a strike unless the umpire calls it a strike, period. But, that's, right, but he superseded making a ball a strike call. This is where common sense should reign supreme. I don't care what the hell you can look at in a review. If you see that review, the umps all know it. Hey, guys, that, that's a strike, and he's clearly leaning his arm Break out. Break the rule. To get hit. Yes. Break the rule. Come Do back. Do what's right. Like, there should not and be. And take the consequence I, of that. I am for more that's vague rules when maverick. it comes to a review. Be a maverick no, coming back not. from that review. Again, if somebody gets hit, everything can be reviewed. This is like well, if you review a play in football. Well, guess what? Everything now is up for grabs on that play. So I, I'm for that. I, I don't think there should. you should not put yourself into this box of you can only review this part of a guy getting hit by a pitch. That shouldn't be a thing. If you're going to go review it to see if he got hit, well, I can also see if he leaned his arm out. I can see if it was a strike. Let's get this thing right. If we're going to go under under the camera and look at it and look at a monitor, let's get it right. I agree. And I'm with you on the balls and strikes. It's a human element part of it. I'm fine with it being that way. Good example is Ronald Acuna was called out on a terrible called third strike that was a ball four. That was a terrible call. That's baseball. It ended up costing the Braves a chance in the ninth in 19 to win the game. That's baseball. When someone comes back and says, that's baseball. But if you get thrown out at second or at home, well, that's reviewed. You can go now, now go and look at that and get it right upon review, which I'm fine with that also. Let but, me give you a scenario, Hut. Let me give you both a scenario. Yeah. All right, let's take what happened and the reaction Major League Baseball and this umpire are getting. And let's say this. Let's say they go to look at it 
and we know what the purview of what he's allowed to review is, uh, which I agree, Chad, is unreasonable. But let's stick with the rule. He's allowed to go. They're allowed to go and review, was he hit by the pitch? So that's all they're allowed to confirm under the envelope of the rule, which I think we all agree is ridiculous. Take the reaction to what happened as it happened. Let's compare it to this. He goes and looks at it, and he comes back, and he's a maverick. And he breaks with what he's allowed to review, and he comes back and he calls the guy out based on everything that we know, the full information. So he breaks with the rule of what's allowed to be reviewed in replay. He comes back and he calls him out because he knows it was a strike and that he messed up the call after he sees it. What, what plays out from there now? Is he bad? The public, I think, likes it, right? We like that he got the call right. How much trouble is he in with Major League Baseball for going against it? He'll never be behind the what? plate again. Really? He's just done? You can't he went against the rules of baseball. Yeah, you can't, you can't be a maverick that way. That's why I'm saying rewrite the rule. That you can, if someone's hit by a pitch and it's contested, you can look at every aspect of it and decide what happened. I'd love to see somebody do that. And in his post-game thing, when he ultimately talks to somebody, say, ultimately, I was wrong. I saw a situation where I could write it, and so I, I corrected it. Well, but you're, he was wrong to award him the base by not seeing it in live play, right? There's where he's wrong, but then you're, com- you're compounding being wrong by circumventing the rule that's there by looking at something you're not supposed to look at in review. So it's a lose-lose in that scenario. I, I just think, again, they can make it easy by saying, if something's up for review, you can look at every part of it. And I, this, this applies to everything. Let's say a guy... They're contesting a play at first base, close play, safer out. What if the guy stepped out of the batter's box to hit it? Everything is up for it on that play. Once you go back and look at it, every part of it is up for debate. If you're going to open up the monitor for this, make sure everything's open for debate. Well, if we spin that to football, which is much more complicated, are you worried then about a hold that occurred on the other side of the line of scrimmage that had no bearing on the play. That's the fear in football in terms of expanding it. I, I mean, big. I just think that in baseball it's so much simpler. It's so much easier. They can just make it a lot easier on themselves to right a wrong as opposed to what they did yesterday, allowing a wrong to be upheld because of some arbitrary rule that on a hit-by-pitch you can only look to see if it hit the batter or not and not look at every part of it. Yeah, what's the rationale for that decision in the first place? Attorney Tony Busby who's representing the 22 accusers in the civil cases against Deshaun Watson in Houston. He says that nine of the 12 women he's representing in today's second hearing have voluntarily agreed to release their names in new filings. Busby says that the the women felt emboldened by Ashley Solis, uh, who held the presser and went out publicly um, and put her name and face with the accusation earlier this week. This in response to Russie Harden saying that they don't want just Jane Doe's listed uh, in a civil case for against his client. He, he needs he needs to be able to do something other than go to the media trying to figure out who these people are that are filing lawsuits against his client. But it's also in response to the first hearing, no, at which a judge said the woman involved in that hearing had to put her name on it. They had to refile it with her putting her name on it. Or at Harden's request. They wouldn't go forward with it. Yes, at Harden's request and all of this. That, so. That's what the hearing was, right? Harden was asking, and she, the, she, the judge, granted Harden's yes. request that, yes, a name had to be put on it. So these other women are proactively falling in line with that ruling before they're that's potentially the asked yes. to do the same thing. 
I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable. We talked about all sides of this. It, to me, it is not unreasonable that if you were going to seek civil damages for anything, you should have to put your name on it. I mean, uh, th th this is not me not believing the women that have accused this because it's way too consistent with all 22 of them at this point for something not to be up with Deshaun Watson. But I also think it, th a criminal complaint and a civil complaint are two different things. If you were seeking damages for something and you did not take this to authorities at the time, then I think it's perfectly reasonable for Harden to request and the state to request or the civil judge to request that they attach names to this. And th this is it's why, different when it's a criminal right. complaint and you're protecting the victim. This is why, uh, and listen, these women can go forward with this any way they want based on what is alleged to have happened to them, which is hard not to believe based on the fact that 22 separate women have similar stories, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I, I look forward to having a better understanding of why it hasn't gone the more traditional route of criminal first, civil second. And in a criminal case, you would have an easier time of not putting your name on it, which is generally my understanding from everything I've read and worked to understand a better scenario for a victim who's trying to recover from something that was traumatic is to not have to live it out publicly with people knowing who you are, potentially having jerks come at you knowing your name. Ashley Solis, I think, has already faced some of that, which is a completely unfortunate element of the whole deal, right? Coming up, the BallQuest Power Hour, just like that. Hour one in the books. Christmas trees and chocolate Easter bunnies for everyone. Austin Price and Brent Hubs from VolQuest.com. The very latest on the Tennessee Volunteers with the two best who cover the athletic programs on Rocky Top. That's next on Outkick 360.